Welcome to the Be About Being Better podcast, where we help people make evidence-based, sustainable, small changes for their health that compound into huge shifts towards a better, more vibrant life. I'm your host, Abby Stacier, a health and life coach, future registered dietitian, a master's graduate from Columbia University, and a certified intuitive eating counselor. And I believe that we can't make lasting or meaningful change single-handedly, so I'm so happy that you're here so that together you can see that a diet-free, sustainable lifestyle is possible, and you can leverage that to live a better life. And remember my disclaimer, this podcast is meant to give you general information and it's not meant to substitute or replace medical advice, a diagnosis, or service treatment. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Be About Being Better podcast. Y'all, you're in for a little treat today. Uh, the episode that you're going to be hearing is an interview with a previous client, Jenna. She went through the Be About Being Better Academy, and she's going to talk about her experience in the program. And when she was going through the program, she was engaged, and she really felt this urge to start sweating for the wedding. And she was weighing herself every day, and she felt a lot of pressure to change how she looked, and felt a lot of pressure to lose weight going into the wedding season. So this episode is going to be really important for you if you're engaged right now, if you're prepping for a wedding, like yes, certainly. But also if you're in a wedding or you're going to a wedding or have any event, going on vacation this summer, right? Summer is approaching us at the time of this recording. So if you have any event or if you've ever felt pressure to lose weight or do a cleanse or something short term for an event, this episode is going to be for you. If you are also in the habit of weighing yourself every day, this episode is also for you because Jenna's testimony, where she talks about how she was able to break free from this and how liberating it was, but also how difficult it was in the beginning. You know, this is really going to help you and give you a lot of perspective. And it will also open your eyes into the types of coaching that I do with the clients that I work with the most closely. So if you've been listening to the podcast for a bit and you're getting a lot of tips and tricks and and you're liking what you're hearing and you've been considering maybe taking our quiz to see which one of our health coaching programs could be for you or applying to the Be About Being Better Academy, which is my signature health coaching program, you know, this episode could give you a little bit more insights, you know, what I do with clients from hearing from a graduate of the program herself. So I'm really excited to um, have you hear this interview with Jenna because she's just so fabulous and just such a great client to work with. And she saw a lot of success in the program. and. This interview was recorded months after she went through the program and she's still keeping up with all of these things today. So I'm I'm just so excited for y'all to hear her story because she has really made this a sustainable, healthy lifestyle. And she dove in the cycle thinking she'll talk about her routines and she'll talk about you know, planning her wedding and all of that and dive, breaking away from diet culture. So y'all are just really, really in for a treat. And I want to let you all know we have, at the time of this recording, four spots left for our next class of the Be About Being Better Academy starting June 2023. So it's not too late. Head to the link in the show notes. Learn more about the program. Apply. You can always DM me on Instagram. If you have questions about the program, I'm always willing to, to chat with you. And once you apply, you're not committing to anything, but you're just, you know, give me a little bit of information about your goals, your contact info. And then you and I will hop on a Zoom call and we'll talk about your goals. We'll talk about your health history, what you really want to accomplish, you know, why you want to change your health now and 
Um, and I'll give you more details about the program so that you can see if working together is the best fit for you. But if you have ever felt pressure to lose weight, if you know that dieting doesn't work for you and you want a sustainable, healthy lifestyle and not a get fit quick solution, but actually a lifestyle that you can maintain long term. And if you're someone that wants to feel confident on their wedding day and doesn't want to feel pressured, have to change their body once they get engaged or, or not even just that, but like going to any event or vacation, you just want to feel uh, satisfied, comfortable, confident in your own skin. Now, the academy is for you. Those are the clients that I work with the most closely. They get the most accountability, the most customization, the most support. And I work with them on the mindset of all these things. Not only are we, you know, fully customizing your nutrition and your exercise routine and just your general morning and evening routines, but I'm helping you with your mindset, helping you heal your relationship with food. I'm helping you improve your body image. We just have an opportunity to dive deeper in in the academy. So if you're looking to optimize your health and you really want to break away from Get Fit Quick Solutions, the Be About Being Together Academy is for you. And we got a few spots left. So head to the show notes, just submit an application and you're not committing to anything. We'll just get on a call and, and see if it's best for you. Hear more about it and and you can tell me if it's something you want to commit to. Awesome, y'all. Hello, hello, y'all. Welcome back to the Be About Being Better podcast. I am joined with the Be About Being Better Academy graduate, Jenna Cordero, soon to be Jenna Parks, Slay, getting married. We are in our getting married era, fiance era. We love this. We love this journey for you. And I am so excited to chat with you today to talk about how the Academy has changed your life and where your health was, where your health is now. You are seriously such an inspiration. I know you were such an inspiration to the other clients that went through the Academy at your time. Um, but I really think you're going to be such an inspiration to our listeners. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. This is like my favorite thing to talk about. So ah, Okay, good. <laughs> Yay. All right, well, let's dive in. You know, I always start my, you know, podcast guests. We're just going to dive right in the deep end. Um I, I really don't, I'm, for listeners that, I don't know if they know why I do this with all of my podcast guests, but I just think it's so, like every podcast sounds the same and you're like, so tell me about yourself. Where did you start? And it's like, let's just get into it. So I always like to change things up. What's one thing that you've been through, Jenna, that ultimately, it was really hard to go through, but ultimately made you better? So um, I am a PA, a physician assistant, um, if the listeners don't know. Um, so I work in primary care. So, you know, at the end of the pandemic, I was graduating. PA school definitely didn't have the healthiest habits, um, just with all the studying, very rigorous. So lots of Taco Bell, fast food, late nights, you know, cortisol, very high, a lot of stress. And then, you know, the pandemic, trying to find a job. I think I just kind of let my health go a little bit. Um, so I think 2021, 2022, my health was not great. Um, and I didn't feel great about myself. And I think it was a lot of factors between school and the pandemic. So ultimately that was like my rock bottom. And I was like, something has to change. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah. the pandemic really shaked all of us, you know, and especially yeah. working in healthcare during the pandemic, the struggle is seriously real. Um, so yeah, a lot of late nights, definitely turning to fast food and like, how did that make you feel? Like what were some of the, the outcomes of that? 
um, you know, at me. Like, I felt like I had a lot of like puffiness in my mm. face, um, feeling low energy, not sleeping well at all, anxiety. Um, you know, I went through a really, really bad bout of anxiety, like um, summer of 2020 after I graduated school, like I wasn't sleeping like at all. I was just up the whole night anxious, just worrying about everything. Um, yeah, not great. Yeah. And as someone who, you know, I used to be a dancer and, you know, I was always very thin growing up, very, very skinny. And then to lose that identity of myself was a little bit, you know, shocking mm-hmm. um, to try and, you know, come to terms with my new body and my curves and, you know, <laughs> how my body had changed as I grew up too. Yeah, absolutely. And it, I mean, being a former dancer myself, I know that's something that you and I have connected on before. It is yeah, so difficult to wrap your mind around. Like I found some of my old leotards when I was home for Christmas and I'm like, oh this looks like it fits a American girl doll. How, how was I wearing that as a senior in high school? Like that just makes yeah. no sense to me. And like, I know they're stretchy, but they're not that stretchy. Like I could not wear that. <laughs> right. Now. And Right. You know, sometimes I do find myself, especially when I'm in like a deep luteal phase and about to get my period, like wishing that I had that body back. But it's like, Abby, you are not dancing 30, 40 hours a week anymore. Exactly. It's not realistic. Yeah. Why are we trying to go back to our 12-year-old body? Let's start embracing the body that we have now. Um, but it, it is really hard, especially being in that dance like world where you're constantly staring at yourself in the mirror, you're constantly wearing tights, like barely any clothes and mm-hmm. comparing yourself. And comparing yourself. Oh, yes. You yeah. took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. Like the comparison of like you're staring in the mirror at yourself and, you know, 15 other girls. Mm-hmm. So um, luckily my dance studio wasn't very, you know, negative or competitive in that way, but, you know. <laughs> it gets to you. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely does. And, it, and it's hard to recover from that. And when we're not exercising to that degree, it, it your body does, I mean, your body changes with age, changes with hormones just as we get older, but also when you're not exercising the same way, your body does change. And it can be hard to reconcile that for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So yeah. And drinking a lot as well, mm-hmm. just like on the weekends to like, That'll you know, do blow it. off steam. That was a, that was a big thing, you know, in college and grad school, I would wake up feeling horrible on the weekends yeah. and then the weekdays I'd be studying. So it was just a constant cycle of negative feelings. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So where was that season in relation to you finding out about like us finding each other i think we found each other on tiktok right yes yes on tiktok Um, TikTok. yeah so where was that journey like in relation did you like if if you were kind of eating taco bell like drinking more having late nights like not feeling good about yourself and in your body did you try anything before the academy or you're like no i need help i got immediate support um, I tried a lot. So um, 2021, I think that's when I saw your TikToks. But before I had seen your TikToks, um, I actually was able to lose some weight on my own, not in the most healthy way. Um, so that way was a combination of Weight Watchers and intermittent fasting. Mm. So I would eat between 12 and 8. Um, and I did probably lose like 15 pounds. Um, I was doing some like home workouts, like home Pilates walking, nothing to some kickboxing classes here or there, but 
yeah, I was able to lose weight um, and then gained it back and then tried fasting again. Um, I tried Noom, which is the worst, worst thing in the world. Um, yes. <laughs> Noom. <laughs> yeah, we know, we know Noom. Um, made me feel like I have to weigh myself every morning, which was a huge thing for me in the academy, as you know, that I had to work through. Um, so yeah, those were the three Weight Watchers, Noom and Intermittent Fasting. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, yes, it was successful, but I did end up gaining the weight back and, you know, gained very unhealthy habits along the way. Um, so I saw your TikTok about cycle syncing. That was mm-hmm. one of the first TikToks that I saw. And I was like, oh, this is very interesting because, you know, me being in the health field, that really interested me a lot of, you know, the different cycles and everything. Yeah. And I think you told me about, you know, your programs and I checked it out. But just at the time, I didn't, it didn't feel right for me to do it. I just, you know, I was aware that it was there for me, but I was like, no, I can do this on my own. Um, And then this past summer when I got engaged Um, obviously I was so happy to be engaged, but I was just like, I don't see myself being confident in a wedding dress. Like, I don't see that for me, like as much as I'm so happy to be engaged and, you know, can't wait. I also, I don't feel good in my own skin yet. And I don't want to go into a marriage feeling that way about myself, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so again, I was like, yeah, I'm going to try this on my own. A family friend does Octavia and my mom and I, yeah, I know my mom and I love this family friend. If she's listening, I'm sure she's not. Um, But we had a meeting with her about it because at this point I was like, okay, she's lost all this weight doing this. Like maybe this is what I need to do. And I'll just like lose a bunch of weight. And then like, you know, I'll be confident in the wedding dress. And like, so we go, we do this meeting. And after I heard what it was about, I was like, this is the most unhealthy thing I've ever heard in my life. And I think that night I messaged you and I was like, I'm doing the academy. Like I, I'm, I can't do this. So at least I, I, I knew that it was unhealthy. I saw the red flags and I was like, mom, you're not doing that. No, nope. not doing and that. it is so expensive too. For y'all that don't know, it is like you can mm-hmm. they they send you food if I'm not mistaken, and yes, it is like eat. like you get like a little something to eat, and you can only eat their meals, and you have to take all of their supplements that they have all these crazy claims for, like mm-hmm. this burns all your fat and changes your metabolism. Ma'am, no, it does not. It does not. Um, and they put you at such a caloric deficit. We've had several clients go through Octavia and then join our programs because they need severe healing from all of this. Like it's literal yeah. trauma and it just ruins your relationship with food, destroys your body image um, because they put you at such a caloric deficit. I mean, they put, I think it's like 800 or 1,000 calories a day. It's insane. Yeah. And it's very expensive. Yeah. What, what got me was when she said like, oh, they actually don't recommend that you exercise when you're on it. Like, yeah, because you're not eating enough to even be able to exercise. You're going to pass out. Yeah. So that to me, I was like, I need to exercise for my mental health. And that, no, that's not for me. So, um, yeah, that was like the defining moment of like, I'm doing something and I know that that's not the healthy way to do it. So I'm just going to do the academy. And oh, I up. love it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I always 
find that, you know, people find me at different times in their journey and people always sign up when it's the best time for them, when they feel like, okay, I can really commit. Like they know in the back of their mind, I'm there. Even people listening right now, you know that I'm there. Maybe we've even talked on the phone before about the, you know, that it's you know available to you, <laughs> but it might not be the right time for you. Like, and as you know, Jenna, the Academy works best when the client's really all in and they can really commit because we dive into some stuff. Like it's not easy work. I mean, we have to unlearn a lot of diet culture things and do things in a different way. Um, and it can be really challenging at times. Like for you, I think one of the biggest hurdles that you had to get over was um, not weighing yourself every single day. Do you mind speaking to that a yes. little bit? Yeah. Yeah. That was something that I didn't expect to be the hardest thing. Like, I don't know. I thought um, the eating was going to be more difficult or, you know, the following the workout plan, but it wasn't. It was yeah. like the mindset and the not weighing myself, um, which was a journey. As you know, we tried and corrected a bunch of times. Um, but ultimately, my fiance just hit the scale about four months ago. I don't know where it is to this day. Wow. I have no idea. I haven't asked him to find it for me. Um, I haven't seen it. Maybe he threw it out. I, he very well may have. I don't know. Um, wow. Wow. I, yeah. So I have not weighed myself in a bit. You know, obviously working in a clinic, there are scales, but I, you know, not very tempted at work to weigh myself, surprisingly, because I think Noom ingrained it in me that you have to do it when you wake up. So it so was if it more doesn't so, happen in the morning, then you wouldn't weigh yourself. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Now, did yeah. you have any like yeah. point where your fiance hadn't hidden it and you were trying to almost with your own willpower and discipline not weigh yourself? Yes. Yes. And I was successful a few times, mm -hmm. but I think it was just like me knowing that it was somewhere. Like I remember looking for the scale, before, like, mm -hmm. like he wasn't home. And I like, I don't like to admit that, but like I was, I was, I was looking around our house for the scale. Yeah. So it was still pulling your energy and attention yeah. knowing that it was still there kind of moving yeah. over you. So just having yeah. it like out of, uh, out of mind, out of sight completely, and you're not responsible for knowing where it is anymore has really helped. Yeah. And yeah, you know, it, it's, it is what it is, but I have weighed myself. Well, I went to the doctor, so mm -hmm. I did agree to get weighed. So, you know, but it didn't trigger me like it did in the past. You know, I was okay with it. I was like, I'm healthy. I'm doing all these healthy things. So, um, yeah, slowly but surely, it's, you know, never going to be perfect, but every day, a little better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I think that that is so important for you to say that, like, because I think a lot of people correlate a certain number with being healthy. But I think for you and something we were able to work through in the academy is that it's not about the number on the scale. You can actually be a lower number on the scale and be very unhealthy. Like I said, you lost weight doing Weight Watchers and intermittent fasting, but you didn't necessarily do it in the healthiest way. Um, right. So the number on the scale doesn't correlate to health, but you know you can ha you have confidence in your healthy habits in how you're eating and your mindset and your sustainable exercise routine and your journaling or meditation, like whatever you're doing for your morning and evening routine may have changed a little bit since the Academy. So I'd be curious to hear that. Um, but you can trust that you actually have a healthy lifestyle now and that's not tied to a certain number. So yeah. that helped you to feel more exactly. confident when actually getting weighed. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think you told me once, like every time you don't weigh yourself when your brain is telling you to do it, like you're strengthening that connection. Mm -hmm. So I just tell myself that when I'm, when I don't weigh myself and I feel the urge, I'm like, okay, I'm getting, I'm getting a little better with it. You know, eventually, hopefully I won't have the urge anymore. So I just try to keep that in my mind. Yeah, absolutely. Because every time you would weigh yourself, it would strengthen that association, strengthen that habit for your morning routine. And every time you don't, it would help weaken it. Oh, it's so good. And just telling yourself, hey, I'm feeling this urge to weigh myself right now, not because I need to, but because I'm just in the habit of doing that in the morning where I don't really need that. Yeah. I don't really need to. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to, I'm safe. Yeah. Exactly. So, so good. So good. I'm so proud of you. This is so like, oh my gosh, so much growth. Um, so how are you feeling about your wedding day now? I feel great. Um, I feel like I'm confident. I've like, I didn't even realize that like I wasn't, I mean, we're doing a longer engagement. So almost two years from when we got engaged to when we're getting married, but I was just not really like feeling the motivation to like even start planning it. And looking back now, I think it's because I just, I was, yes, I was so happy to be engaged, but I just wasn't there with myself yet that I couldn't get myself to be planning it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think like a month or two into the Academy, I was like starting to feel motivated to do it. You know, we booked our venue. So haven't went wedding dress shopping yet, but probably in April or May. So. I'll let you know. So excited. But at least you're like, okay, I can mentally start planning this now where before there was a mental block. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so so good. Are there specific things that your fiance has done to make this journey of you finding body confidence and you healing your relationship with food that have made it easier other than, you know, him removing the scale from the house and supporting you with that? (laughs) Um, Is there anything else that he's done where you're like, wow, like I, I really picked a good one there? Oh my God. So many things I could go on and on. Um, so, I mean, he cooks dinner a lot of the time because of my work schedule. So he's really good about like cooking healthy things. And like, he's totally gotten on board with, you know, the healthier meals, more veggies. Um, so that's been good to always know that I'll have some type of healthy dinner from him. Um, he always tells me that I look really good. And, you know, when I'm looking in the mirror and I'll be like, oh, I don't like you know, how my arm looks, it would be like, it looks perfect. Like he just, you know, he hypes me up. Oh, <laughs> um, is that your love language words of affirmation? I think it might be. I think it's either quality time or words of affirmation. Mm, okay. Those cool. are probably my top two. Love it. Um, yeah. And then just, you know, both of us have started going to bed. Like we're, you know, nine o'clock we're, we're getting ready for bed. So that's been huge because we both used to stay up like really late watching TV or, you know, so yeah, I think he's lost weight with, you you said in the beginning, like people's um, spouses or whatever partners will lose weight as a byproduct. It's definitely true. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Like, and this isn't even a weight loss program, but you know, it's a healthy habits program. So you're focusing on healthy habits and we're doing that in a sustainable way. And sometimes when you do that, I mean, some people gain weight in the program because they're finally allowing themselves to eat and they're eating adequate calories. Um, and you're just kind of navigating that process, but some people do lose weight in the program. It's not really something we track or focus on, but sometimes it can happen as a byproduct. And, um, it's wild to see how with people living in the same household that just kind of pick up some of these habits of their partners can get healthier too. It's just, 
it's wild. But I love that. So it sounds like this has really brought you closer together. Yeah, I think for sure. Um, so yeah, we have our little routines, but he's he's so supportive. I'm so happy <laughs> for you. That's awesome. So walk me through some of the other um, like what would what would you consider your major wins from the academy and the things that you got out of it? So besides, you know, the weighing myself thing, because we already talked about that, um, I am like the meal prep queen now. Like every Sunday, I'm meal prepping. Like I'm making four healthy breakfasts and four healthy lunches every week. Like I, I don't think I've missed a week since I started the academy. Oh, wow. Um, so good. And that's been huge for me because, you know, working in healthcare, it just takes another decision out of my day when, you know, the whole day I'm making so many decisions and answering so many questions that just have, knowing that I have that food there ready for me mm-hmm. takes a lot of that stress out of the, the picture. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of people believe that meal prepping is going to take more time and more energy out of their day. And it's like, yes, it is an investment on the front end. Like you do spend time on your Sundays. You've probably streamlined it now where maybe in the beginning it was a significant amount of time. But for four breakfasts and four lunches doesn't have to be a significant amount of time, especially if you streamline it. Um, And so, yes, you are investing that time, but it's to save you time, energy, and attention throughout the week it makes the rest of your week so much easier. Yeah. It's, Mm. it's huge. So that's been great. Um, just eating breakfast in general was something that I didn't let myself do for so long. Yeah. And like, I felt so much better. Like I could show up better for myself, for my patients. Like I felt more energetic. Um, I wasn't like feeling like I needed to snack when I got home from work like I used to come home ravenous from work even though I would eat a lunch Mm -hmm. I would come home from work and I would just need to like snack um and I don't have that anymore so that was huge that's amazing eat breakfast everybody eat breakfast (laughs) y'all didn't hear it from me (laughs) coach Jenna's telling you sometimes I think you gotta hear it from somebody else too because I feel like with that a piece of advice I'm always like a broken record but um so I appreciate that and it's so great too like there's the reason why y'all that's why you have to eat breakfast because you're able to show up like your best self one of the reasons you joined the academy was so that you could serve your patients better and actually have some nutrition advice to give them in a primary care setting So it's like yes. you want to make an impact. That's you have specific gifts and talents that you were given to make an impact in this world. And you're able to fulfill that and reach your full potential if you're showing up as your best self. And if you have no energy to do that, or if you're just filled with thoughts like, oh, I'm so hungry, oh, I'm so tired, like, oh, I hate my arms, oh, I feel so blue. Like, if all of those things are clogging your mind and taking up space, you're not able to show up as your best self. So by eating breakfast, we lowered the cortisol, which you said was really high for you back in the day during yes. COVID, <laughs> lowering the yes. cortisol, and it's keeping you full and fueling you and giving you energy so you can show up as your best self. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like you said, you know, I've learned a lot to tell my patients the medical model, what we're taught in school, you know, um, isn't really the best advice to give to patients always still is frustrating to me BMI and there's so many I could go on and on about that but that might be separate episodes yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> we need more time but 
you know, I, I didn't want to keep giving my patients the same boilerplate, like, oh, exercise for 150 minutes a week and eat vegetables. You know, there's a lot more that goes into it. So I try. I don't have all the time in the world. I only get 20 minutes with my patients. But if I can give them something helpful, that that's a win for me. So yeah, um, absolutely. That's so yeah. good. And you don't have a lot of time. Like I understand. That. I empathize with people in healthcare. You don't have a lot of time. But you have time to say something. And most physicians, and I used to uh, work as a medical scribe in a primary care physician's office. So I know like they have time to at least say something. So it's like if you're going to have a one-liner that me as the scribe is going to put in the chart and that you're going to say to the patient, let's make that an evidence-based, non-diet, like a, a good one-liner that would actually help them yes. have sustainable, healthy habits. And not feeding yep, you to diet exactly. culture. Like, hello. Anyway, so oh, yeah. I'm so happy. You're making so so much positive change. And that energizes me because I want, like, your patients, I might not have the ability to reach them. They may not be joining mm -hmm. my programs, you know? And so if I can pass some of these things on to you, you're able to continue on the ripple effect of what we're trying to do here and have people get away from diet culture. So I'm just so grateful for you. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh. Thank you. Now, one of the um, other things I was just so impressed by, because you do have a busy schedule and it is very demanding working in healthcare and having to deal with all the BS that you have to deal with. <sighs> yes. So um, one of the things that we worked on were morning and evening routines in the academy. And I was so impressed that you really took ownership of your morning and evening routines. It was like, look, I need to, I think it was, you put other clothes or you put your journal either in your guest room or a separate room upstairs where it's like, that's going to be my yeah. space to do my morning routine. So I don't wake up my fiance. Like, could you walk us through that thought process and how your morning routine has helped you with your day and how you've kind of customized that for yourself? Yeah. So that was huge for me was the morning routine. I had, I feel like I changed it like 10 times. It's changed even since the academy a little bit. Um, you know, um, I put my phone across the room now that I still do. So that way I have to physically get out of bed to turn it off. Yeah. Um, I'm a lot less likely to snooze or go back to sleep if I do that. Um, but yeah, basically I lay everything out in the guest room so that way I can get ready because I understand he doesn't want to get up at 5.15 in the morning. That's <laughs> fine. Um, so I just go and do my thing in there. Um, and yeah, that was huge for me. It was just like putting everything in plain sight. Like, okay, these are my workout clothes. These are my clothes I'm going to wear to work. Here's my journal. Um, and it made things a lot easier. For me, it was hard figuring out, okay, do I want to, you know, journal and meditate before I work out? Or do I want to work out? And then I feel like I tried it both ways. Now I am a bar girly. I go to bar like all the yeah. time. I love it. Love it. Um, and, you know, the, the academy made me like have the confidence to want to do that and realize that like group fitness was something that I needed after just working out by myself in my house for, you know, two or three years. So now my routine has changed a little bit because I have to actually physically go in the car and drive to a class at 6 a.m. Um, but yeah, I just tweaked it, you know, a little bit and it works for me. So I love that. I love that. And one thing that you said earlier in the episode is that there were some trials and correction. And that's something that I'm so happy that yes. you kept that verbiage from the Academy because we always say in society, like trial and error, 
And if something's not working, we're trying something out and it's not working, then we see that as a failure. We see that as an error. When in reality, especially with morning and evening routines, I want you to keep tweaking them and keep refining them and meeting yourself where you are in that season. So I'm so happy that you have refined your morning routine um, and then changing your yeah. evening routine to help with the new changes in the morning routine. Like I just think that's what you're supposed to do is as you evolve and get to know yourself better more and you you just become more adaptable. And it's not an error. You're not doing anything wrong, but maybe what you were doing before just isn't serving you for this season or what you need to do to accomplish in your morning. So it really is a trial and correction. And it's like, even if you mess up, like, or you wake up late or whatever, I didn't meditate this day. Like, it's fine. I did. I went to a 50 minute workout class or like, you know, I got up and I journaled and I drank water. Like those are wins. So I'm mm -hmm. Definitely giving myself a lot more grace. I used to beat myself up about that kind of stuff, as you know. Um, but now, like, it's all right. You're, you're doing good. I'm giving myself some pep talks. <laughs> yes, you have to. You have to. And you have to recognize that those things are wins. That is you living a healthy lifestyle, sustainable. We're not going to be able to do everything all the time for our health. I know I'm a broken right. You've heard this in the academy. Um, but I'm so happy that you are living and breathing this now. You've been able to sustain it by like uh, clearly in those three months, you were really able to rewire a lot of things. And now you really believe, okay, yeah, if I drink a little water, if I do my five-minute journal, that is still a win. That is still me doing something for my health. Even if I didn't eat the best that day, or if I didn't eat what I meal prepped, or if I didn't, if I missed my workout class, I can still, it's not going to ruin the rest of my day. I can still be healthy in that day. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So we're almost, right. we're expanding yeah. our definition of what it means to be healthy. And you're making a conscious effort to call out your wins and celebrate yourself because you're going to do those things more and more. What we recognize and reward gets repeated. So the more that you're celebrating yourself, the better you feel, but the more often you're going to do those things to, to better yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. so good. I'm so happy for you. Oh, like, this is all so amazing. I love it. So one of the reasons you joined the Academy and how you found me was through my cycle syncing videos. So what have you done with cycle syncing? Is there anything that like surprised you when you were learning about cycle syncing? What was that process like for you when joining the Academy? Yeah. So, um, I was on birth control for like 10 years. Um, I got on it in high school because I was having very painful periods and I had a lot of acne. So my doctor was like, yep, like many of us, um, you know, I was put on birth control um, and took the same one for 10 years. I mean, I didn't have any like major horror stories. I know a lot of women, you know, are on several different types of birth control pills and they go to, you know, implants or whatever. I was lucky to find one that worked for me. Um, but I was definitely curious about, you know, going off of it and, you know, my hormone health, all of that. Um, eventually, you know, I would like to start a family with my fiance. So that was a big thing for me was like making sure my hormones are optimized for down the line when we want to have children. Yeah. A lot surprised me. You know, obviously I knew the, the phases from school, you know, from PA school, but, um, yeah, this, the certain things that you should and shouldn't do were strange for me at first to be like, oh, wow, okay, we're in our menstrual phase. Like, we're just going to like stretch today mm -hmm. and having to be okay with that. Um, you know, whereas before I would kind of push myself to do harder workouts or Peloton rides and, 
you know, then I wouldn't feel great after. Um, and that was why was because I was pushing myself to do something that my body was just not willing to do at that phase. Um, so I was interested in going off of birth control. I talked to you a little about it and you were like, Hey, I think you should wait a little bit, do the academy for a month or two and start to cycle sync, even though you're on your, your birth control. So I did that every week. I would plan what meals I was going to make based on, you know, your little guide that you gave us of like what foods were good to eat and when obviously you make the whole workout plan for us, which was great. So that way I knew exactly, you know, what workouts I should be doing. Um, so I did that for the three months and then I went off of birth control pretty much right when the academy ended. Um, and I got my period one day after. Are you serious? A one day? Yep. One day. Incredible. Yeah. I was expecting. Yeah. Like months. And then even this month, even this month, it was a little more off, but I will admit I wasn't the best with cycle syncing last month. I did fall off a little bit with that. So I'm wondering if that has to do with it. I'm going to try to be better with it this month. It came like three days late, but still, that's pretty. That's still pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah, because 28 days like is kind of arbitrary. Like that, there is a window, so three days really isn't bad. Yeah. Um, in after being um on the pill for ten years, ten years, literally a literal yeah. decade. That's amazing. Wow. I and know. That was one of the reasons why I wanted you to cycle sync and get used to the lifestyle and change and changing how you eat, how you exercise, how you do self-care um, and start to cycle sync and make that part of your lifestyle bef- before you went off. So it became seamless. Yeah. And also because you don't really know how your hormones are going to react. Like not everyone's going to get it the next day. I mean, for me, I had to wait one or two months, but people that aren't doing that could wait six to nine months, even a year to get a regular cycle back yeah. or, or a cycle back. So that is an, honestly an incredible story. That's amazing. Yeah. I was very nervous specifically about my skin, which, um, you know, I've had some breakouts, nothing too, too bad so far. I, I'm going to go see a dermatologist just to see what you can optimize. Just, I want to look good for my wedding. Yeah. Absolutely. I want my skin to be nice. Yeah. And there's um, so many topical things that they can do versus yes. having to take birth control for the purpose of skin relief. I mean, they have so many things now and they even have um, like a pill that dermatologists recommend like spirolactone. I don't know if you've heard of that. Yes. They have a topical yes. version of that. So if you have a lot of yes. hormonal acne, most of the time they'll recommend spirolactone. But I just started that and I put it on during luteal phase and it really helps with my cystic acne. I'm like, all right, good. I don't have to take a pill every single day, but I'm still helping my skin. So yeah. good. Yeah. So going to go see my dermatology friends. Um, <laughs> and, but yeah, I mean, it's been good. I feel so much more like in tune with my body now that I'm off of it. Um, I definitely feel less anxious and depressed. You know, I do take an antidepressant medication for my anxiety, but baseline, I already feel better. Like I just feel wow. like there's been a dark cloud lifted a little bit. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Good for you, Jenna. Yeah. I mean, it takes a lot of courage too, to get off of the pill and to change your lifestyle um, to, to yeah. match the natural fluctuations of your hormones. Incredible. 
Yes. Well, I owe it all to you and also Elisa VT's book in the flow. In the flow. <laughs> I love it. We'll link that up in the show notes so that y'all um, can go grab her book. I love Elisa VT and her work on cycle syncing, but it's obviously, you know, you could read the book and get a lot of insight, but sometimes you need help with how do I integrate it and with the foods that I like or maybe some dietary restrictions. If you're vegetarian, for example, how do you make cycle syncing work? Or with the types of exercise that I like, how do I make cycle syncing work for me? So sometimes you need that customized support. And that's really what we do in the academy is I look at your preferences and your goals and your lifestyle, your time commitment, and figure out how, what's going to be best for you that you can actually sustain. It sounds like that's been working yeah. really well for you. Yeah. And I just tweak things here or there. Like if I do go to a bar class and I'm in luteal, you know, bar is very low impact, but I'll just take the lighter weights or I'll do no weights. Um, whereas, you know, in my follicular or my ovulation, I'll grab the heavier weights and like really push myself a little more. Um, Love that. So. Love that. Yeah. yeah. So even doing the same type of exercise all month long and keeping up with your bar class membership you can change it based on where your energy levels are and where your hormone levels are. That's a perfect exactly. example. I love that. Yeah. I love this for you. I'm so excited. <laughs> now, one thing I wanted to ask you about, you are always such an active member in the Academy community. You're always showing up to the calls and just such a giver to the community. Could you speak a little bit to like what you thought of being in a group coaching program? I think sometimes that can be really intimidating to people. So from mm -hmm. where, where you sit, what was that like for you? I loved it. I literally every Monday, like I looked forward to coming on the call with everyone. I miss them. You just become like a little family cohort, seeing the people that are in your small group every week. And, you know, you get to know them, you celebrate their wins. Like I was always so happy for the other people in my group when they would, you know, do something that they wanted to do last week and they did it. Like that was so exciting to me. Um, so yeah. And you learn things like from listening to the other members talk about what they're working on and then you give them advice. You can take some of that advice that, you know, might not be for you specifically, but yeah. you, you learn as you're listening to you coach them. So I love it. Absolutely. I love just opening up. Hey, like if someone's struggling with water intake, what are y'all doing to hit your water goal every week? What's working for you? You can get so many other ideas. Like, yes, I have ideas. I know what's worked for previous clients, but there might be something else that somebody else is doing on the call. And you're like, oh, I didn't, like me, I didn't even think about that idea. You might be like, okay, I'm going to pick that up. Oh, so good. Love yeah. it. And I think you get more out of it the more that you lean into it. And the first call, you don't know these people, but you're with the same people every week. So it does get easier, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I just told myself, like, I don't think I missed one call. Like, I was like, I made this commitment yes. to myself. I'm going to be there. And I, you know, was there every week and I looked forward to it. It was like the highlight of my week. Oh, um, that's so sweet. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> oh, well, and, you know, I, with the accountability piece too, and that commitment, it also helps that there's a financial commitment as well to hold you accountable. Yep. So do you mind speaking a little bit to the financial piece, especially with you planning a wedding? I know it's not easy. I speak with a lot of uh, brides-to-be that are like, look, I want to do this, but I just can't invest right now because I have to invest in a wedding. So any tips on balancing that or what was your thought process with the financial piece? Like – I, I was just like, I have to do this. Like, I know that in the end, this investment will pay off. 
And I looked at it sort of like this was part of my wedding budget, you know, like this, like bettering myself and feeling better about myself, like that will pay off. Um, yes, it is a financial investment, but 100% worth every penny. Um, and you guys are so good with like payment plans. So if you can do it, that's my advice. Oh, thanks, Jenna. I appreciate you. Um, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And I really do try and work with people with, with different payment plans um, just, to, yeah. just to make it easier for sure. Awesome. Well, is there anything else that like any other like words of wisdom that you have from the Academy, any other takeaways that you had? Yeah. Um, I think it was very, you know, it, it changed me. It really did. Um, I think I messaged you at the beginning of January. I was like doing my plan, like my new planner for the year. And I was looking at last year's planner and I had written, it said like, write a letter to your future self. And my letter that I wrote to my future self at the beginning of 2022 was all like, you know, basically like you, you don't feel confident in yourself. Like you just want to lose, like all I wanted to do was lose weight. So what is your number one goal for 2022? And I wrote lose weight. I wanted to lose 25 pounds. That's what I wrote. And that was just so eye-opening for me. Like, wow, wow. Like my mindset has just totally shifted. Like losing weight wasn't even on my radar to write down this year as any of my goals. Um, so that was eye-opening and made me feel like I've made a lot of progress. So good. That's yeah. so good. And it's like freeing. It's like, well, look at all these other things that I can set goals with because now I don't have yeah. to put weight loss down. Um, oh, I'm so proud of you and your progress. And thank you for you know giving the Academy and your all for showing up. And I with a coaching relationship, it's got to come from both ways. Like I can give you all the advice in the world. I can give you all the tracking sheets, all the recipes, all the ideas. Um, but you're the one that actually has to make it happen and give it a try. And you were always so willing to be coached and to try different things and work with me. So it just worked because we were working together and you were really open-minded. So thank you for taking action, being a giver to the community. And it, clearly it's paid off. I can't believe you got your period in one day. Like, ah! it's wild. Thank you for, you know, making your TikToks because I wouldn't have found you otherwise. Um, you just are so supportive and I can't thank you enough for everything you did for me and, you know, how you changed my life. So I'll forever be so grateful to you in the Academy. Oh, I love you, Jenna. Thank you. You're love the best. You. Now, my last question that I always ask every guest is, and you're familiar with this because you're in the Academy and we set targets every single week, but what is one thing, one target that you have for this week? What's one thing you're going to do this week to better your health? So I've fallen off the meditation wagon a little bit and it's because I have to drive to bar class and then I get back and there's not too much time in between. Like I really have to, you know, quickly shower and get out the door. So my target is going to be that I'm going to meditate before I go to bar class. Perfect. Perfect. I think that's a great goal for you. Yeah. Cause I think after you're just in go, go, go mode, like you got to get to work. Um, but it doesn't have to be that long. It could just be five minutes. Yeah. But I've definitely noticed a difference of like when I don't meditate, I feel work has been a little more stressful recently. Um, so I think I could use the, the meditation um, 
or even we'll see how this week goes but even meditating like before bed might mm. not be the worst thing either if i can't make it work in the morning so absolutely that's yeah, my back couple options there for sure i love that yeah Yay. all right jenna well thanks for joining me today i appreciate it and i will chat with you soon thanks for having me bye Hey, y'all. Thanks again for listening to the Be About Being Better podcast. I so appreciate you. If this episode made you laugh, smile, think about yourself or your life differently, in any way making your life better, I empower you to share the show with three people who, just like you, need to hear this message and have this type of transformation in their lives. I personally read all the reviews of the show and see the Instagram story shares and honestly gives me so much joy to see that our mission is making people's lives better and the reviews really do help in increasing our impact so thank you so much for taking the time to do that if you need personalized support with anything discussed in today's episode or need help creating a sustainable diet-free lifestyle take my quiz it's linked below in the show notes and that quiz will help you see which one of our coaching programs is right for you thank you so much again for listening and here's to being about being better